Howdy, people. It's Mike here, and I want to welcome you all to Lessons with Mike. This is going to be episode 100 and something, probably. I'm Drew! It's like 11 o'clock. We're in Georgia, in a, in a very high mountain area. Yeah, there could be bears. Yeah, there's lots of bears around here. I'd love to see one. I see bears like every every year I come Did up. you see a bear last year? Yeah, I did. Where'd you see it? Uh, in Around Georgia, <laughs> around oh. here. I didn't know bears lived in Georgia. It was just on the side of the road. It was a, it was a mama was bear and three baby oh, bears. Man. I hope we see the bear. Oh, you will, maybe. Well, anyway, to get to the, the topic of today's episode, uh, some time ago I released an episode going over how George Washington died. And at the time the thought was to, you know, go over how all of the presidents died. Because, you know, that's got to be interesting, right? Uh, it turns out it's not as interesting as you would think. A lot of them died, you know, pretty normal ways, like heart failure, like tuberculosis. That's getting... normal for old people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So instead, uh, I did a lot of research, and we're going to do an episode about Andrew Jackson. Uh, this is not about his politics, which, you know, most people can agree were pretty mean. Pretty mean politics. He made all the Native Americans go somewhere else. Yeah. Nasty guy. I feel like you can tell that story a little better than that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not the point of this episode. I'm just giving it a run Okay. Uh, he fought a lot of duels in his life. Back then, dueling was, you know, a thing people did to settle disputes. So I did research, and I found... An 1897 manuscript entitled Dropped Stitches in Tennessee History, written by John Allison. Oh. And this manuscript tells us all about a duel that Jackson had with Waitstill Avery. Okay. That's a weird name, isn't it? Uh, I, mean, I guess it's a pretty average name. And maybe it was normal back then, but like, I've never met I've, anyone. I've, named you've Wade never Still. met someone named Avery? No, named Waitstill. 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 That's his first name? That's his first name. Waitstill. Waitstill. <laughs> One word. Wait, I bet he got bullied. I don't know. He was normal <laughs> back then. But uh, the main characters of this story are John Allison, Waitstill Avery, and Andrew Jackson. So we're going to give a little bit of background on Andrew Jackson before we get into the details. Andrew Jackson was born on March 15, 1767. Drew, that's pretty close to when you were born, isn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty close. I am a descendant of Andrew Jackson, by the way, people. It's true. For, for those who don't know. Yeah. My ancestry goes back... To, uh, <laughs> to that horrible person. <laughs> well, it might have been who I was named after. Oh, no. <laughs> you have redeemed the bloodline. Yeah, I don't do any duels as the reincarnated version of Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making up for all the things he did by being nice to people. So, here's an example of something Andrew Jackson did that was not cool at all. In 1835, people would mail out pamphlets and put them in mailboxes and send them in the mail about how slavery is bad. Andrew Jackson said, you guys can't do that. So <laughs> he told the, like, um, so he had people intercept the, not the post office, but people intercepted the, the news while they were in the mailing system and the pamphlets and destroyed them. And he said they could do that. Uh, to put that in comparison, that's as if Joe Biden said, Mike, I don't like that you're mailing Pokemon cards. We're going to have the post office destroy them in transit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not exactly similar stakes because, you know, anti-slavery is a bigger thing than Pokemon cards. A little bit different cards. than Pokemon cards. But, you know, I just wanted to make that comparison so you could understand how, how egregious it is for a president to just intercept the mail. It's kind of strange. Yeah, I don't think I should be a, a thing. He was a pretty angry guy, right? He, he challenged over 100 people to duels. I was figuring That's out... That's a lot of people. I, I'm not sure how many of them he fought, but he did do a challenge just to over 100 That's people. like 100 victories, technically. Well, it depends on how many of them he actually fought. I might not have fought any of them. Wait, you can have a duel and not go through with it? Yeah. I mean, we're going to get into how duels worked back then. 
So this is how duel worked. Duels worked. Usually, no one actually planned on killing each other. It was more of like uh, like a show. Like for example, I challenge you to a duel. I have been insulted by you. Okay. And then we would talk to other people. Like for example, uh, we we each get our seconds, and my second in this scenario will be Kayla. She's over there asleep. <laughs> Who is your second in this scenario? Raise. Okay. So I'd talk to Kayla and I'd say, "Hey, Drew has offended me. I want to shoot him in the face." And then you would talk to Jason and say the same thing, basically. And then Jason and Kayla would meet up and try and find a way to solve it without us having to shoot each other. This feels like a weird process for a duel. So the first step of having a duel is try to be talked out of it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, because, you know, they were not illegal. They were frowned upon. And Andrew Jackson did kill someone in a duel once, and it did damage his reputation. Uh, same with Aaron Burr. Even though it was legal and he wasn't charged with a crime, it still is bad for your reputation to kill people in duels like that. Okay. Even Are duels like, still legal? No, not no, they're not. There's, they don't happen anymore around here. I oh. guess because you could just say, well, that person agreed to a duel and they really didn't, and it's like you just really shot them. Well, even Andrew Jackson, when he did most of his duels, he had to go to a different state because even back in like the late 1700s, it was like illegal some places. It was just a weird time period where they were becoming like really less respectable things. Okay. And the whole thing is, I don't want to kill you, but you've offended me and I must, you know, pay you. This must be fixed. So a lot of times in some duels, there'd be an agreement that would be reached. And in one of Andrew Jackson's duels, uh, this one actually, we'll get to that agreement. The, they, the two seconds got an agreement. And they said, great news, guys. You don't have to duel anymore. It's been fixed. And they both still dueled. <laughs> but, you know, instead of, you know, dueling to kill each other, they both fired into the sky. What? When the bullet comes down and hits whoever, that's who won? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about Wait Still Avery. Okay. According to John Allison's 1897 manuscript, which I have in my hand. That's right. The original 1897 manuscript. It's got a lot of papers in his hand right now. This isn't the original manuscript. I printed this off of a word document okay, it looked a, a bit ago. a bit new. Yeah, I don't think they had this type of paper in 1897. Oh. Wait Still Avery was the most prominent man and the leading lawyer in Western North Carolina when Andrew Jackson came to the bar. At that time, and indeed from the time of the organization of the first court west of the Blue Ridge Mountains, Avery had the most extensive practice of any lawyer attending the court east or west of the mountains. He began his professional life west of the Alleghenies with the organization of the first court in Washington County and was therefore a well-known and highly respected lawyer before Jackson even appeared there. Okay. So he's a lawyer, very important. Andrew Jackson was a lawyer, but that, that comes later. This is in North Carolina, actually. Oh. And one of the things he did as a lawyer was he was really pushy about the whole liberty thing. Uh, to the point that when the British were doing their whole trying to take, trying to keep America from leaving thing, they set his law office on fire and destroyed it because oh, they heard about, hey, this this guy doesn't like us. Let's burn his building down. That's a acceptable behavior back then. Yeah. So at the time of this duel, a Andrew Jackson was about twenty years long younger than Wade Still Avery. Avery was in his forties at the time, and Jackson was just becoming a lawyer. So this is one of their first court cases that he was arguing after passing the bar. And I tried really hard to find evidence of the court case, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> so, Wade Still Avery really liked Francis Bacon. Are you familiar with Francis Bacon? I don't remember Francis Bacon. Well, he was some guy, right? <laughs> Did a lot of stuff. Okay. And Avery 
had a book by Francis Bacon. So every time in arguments when he was in court, he would say, I refer to Bacon. That's such a stupid phrase. That was like his catchphrase. Was that his catchphrase? Yeah, he said that a I lot. refer to Bacon. I refer to Bacon, page 12. <laughs> bacon, page 43. And this is where the accounts get a little different. Because one of the accounts says uh, that Wade Still Avery was doing this so many times. And Andrew Jackson got really annoyed. And when he wasn't looking, snuck into Wade Still's bag and replaced his copy of Bacon's book with actual bacon. <laughs> so <laughs> He thought it'd be so funny to do that. So when he pulls out his book, because it was wrapped in like a little burlap bag, he said, gentlemen, I refer to bacon. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> Sir, that is the bacon that you were referring to. Everyone kind of laughed at him and thought it was funny. And then Andrew Jackson said, ha ha. <laughs> but, Just like that. But uh, that might not have actually been what happened. That's just a, a, one of the stories that might have happened. But what most another version of the story is that that didn't happen. The other version is that Wade still is talking about Bacon and making fun of how bad of a lawyer Andrew Jackson is. Avery quoted from and referred to Bacon's abridgment in every case and on all occasions, of course had done so on the trial of the case out of which grew the duel. Jackson had ridiculed Avery's pet authority but had not said anything derogatory to his opponent. Avery grew sarcastic, criticizing legal positions taken by Jackson, but inti intimated strongly that Jackson did not know anything about the law of that case or any other, and that he had much to learn before he would be justified in criticizing a law book written by anyone. This inflamed Jackson. Jumping to his feet, he exclaimed, I may not know as much law as there is in Bacon's abridgment, but I know enough not to take illegal fees. Ooh. Ooh. He was accusing Avery of taking illegal fees. That's not good. That's so, a big accusation. So Avery said, Sir, are you accusing me of taking illegal fees? And then Jackson said, I am. And then Avery said, and this is a direct quote, Avery said, That's false as hell. <laughs> That's false as hell. <laughs> direct quote. Whereupon Jackson sat down. This is how it's described. I'm just going to read it how it's described. After Avery said this, Jackson sat down, picked up a law book, tore a page from it, wrote a dual challenge, delivered it to Avery, bowed to him, and then walked out of the courthouse. <laughs> Dang, I wish people could still do duels. <laughs> That'd be so entertaining to see, like, transpire. Ugh. Avery seated himself, wrote an acceptance of the challenge, walked out himself, and met his second. His second was named John. Jackson met a friend asked, and asked his friend to be his second. Jackson said, I don't want to kill the guy. He interrupted me before I could finish my points. I wasn't <laughs> saying he was a liar. I was saying he was just stupid. <laughs> is that a direct quote? That's not a direct quote. Okay. <laughs> the direct reading is as follows. Jackson met a friend and said he did not wish to kill Avery. Avery had interrupted him without hearing all he had intended to say, which was that Avery had taken illegal fees because of his ignorance, not that he had done so corruptly. Avery's manner was to prevent my explanation, which Jackson could not afford to make afterwards without the possibility of being suspected of fearing Avery, and that Jackson would rather be killed by his antagonist than be suspected of cowardice. So you're not a criminal. I just think you're stupid and you did it incorrectly. That's pretty much exactly right. Yes. <laughs> so after this, I basically picture Andrew Jackson going to a bar. I really got to stop doing this. 
That's, know, that's just the beginning of his adventure. You know, you don't have to shoot him, Andrew. No, no, I have to. I have to. Otherwise, he... I'll look like a coward. <laughs> the world needs to know. I called him stupid. I wasn't saying he was a bad person, just that he was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> so, this is uh, another account of what happened. At the duel, they get together, they shoot in the air, and they become best friends. And suddenly, Jackson walked up to Avery and said, You know, just in case I had decided to kill you, I wanted to bury you next to one of your favorite things. And then he pulled out Bacon's book and gave it to Avery, oh, wrapped up nice in a present. And then Avery opened the book, and it was just actual bacon. <laughs> so that's that's legit. One of those is legitimate, probably that one. Okay. Uh, because the guy who did this research... Uh, there were people who were still alive that remembered this, but they were pretty old. So everyone he asked, it says here, this is a quote. While holding his recent antagonist by the hand, Jackson said, Avery, I knew that if I hit you and didn't kill you immediately, the greatest comfort you could have in your last moments would be to have Bacon's abridgment near you. And so I had my friend bring it to the ground. Thereupon, Jackson's friend unrolled the package in his hand, which was about the size of the book, and out fell a piece of old bacon. <laughs> Gosh, they all thought they were so clever back then. Yeah. And then after that, they became friends. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the end. That is pretty funny. Yeah. That is a nice little story. Yeah. It's probably the best story of Andrew Jackson I've heard. <laughs> all the rest are like, get off my land, you Native American. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, it's Andrew Jackson, overall bad, bad person when it came to the Native Americans. Uh, he treated them very poorly, and his actions caused the death of thousands. Oh god, that's horrible. Yeah. Uh, the only reason he was famous is because he won the Battle of New Orleans, right? Well, fun fact about America: uh, that battle already happened after they surrendered. He just didn't know they had surrendered yet. Oh. <laughs> this is pretty much what happened at the White House. <laughs> Uh, I think the president was uh, Madison at the time. Someone said, hey, James Madison, we officially signed our surrender documents with the British. And the next day, Andrew Jackson's guy came back and said, hey, James Madison, we just defeated the British. <laughs> so I don't know why they didn't fight back, but we, we killed them all. <laughs> well, no, because it took so long for news to travel anywhere, no one had known. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, actually, the same thing happened in the Civil War. The last battle of the Civil War, I think, was in like New Mexico, Texas area, and no one they hadn't heard that the war was over yet, so they kept shooting each other. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we surrendered over there? I didn't surrender over here yet. Uh, well, uh, do you have any questions? Uh, I feel like there's so much more to Andrew Jackson. That there's a lot more. This is just like a snapshot. What's What's all the things that you can remember, like on the top of your head, even if you don't remember it correctly, or Willie? <laughs> Uh, well, another one of his duels where he killed someone was against a guy named Charles Dickinson. And in that duel, there were some arguments over some fees involving horse betting payments. Apparently, betting on horses was a thing they did a lot back then. I guess they still do today. Some false statements got swung around in the newspapers, and then Andrew Jackson got mad. He got so mad, and Charles Dickinson at the time had killed, I think, upwards of 200 people, allegedly. he was. Uh, people said he was the greatest sh sharpshooter in the entire state of Tennessee. Oh. And everyone said... Please, Andrew Jackson, you'll die. Don't do this. Andrew Jackson said, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Just like that. So nah, they fine. get to the duel, and Charles Dickinson immediately shoots Andrew in the chest. But instead of dying, 
Andrew just shoots him and kills him. <laughs> and then he hops on a horse and rides about 40 miles to Nashville. The doctor knew about it. He said, Andrew Jackson, how come you didn't die when you got shot? He said, I would have killed him even if he had shot me in the brain. <laughs> he was very, very unhappy with Charles. That man was running off full testosterone. <laughs> yeah. The power of manly urges. Oh, man. This man will die because I don't like it. <laughs> That's honestly what ended up killing him years later, the damage from that wound, because the wound was stuck in his body for the rest of his life. They Do you know like it. what organ it was like? Um, it moved, because it was in his body for decades. It was in his chest. It migrated into his lung at one point. Oh, it, just, it could never be removed. But he ends up living a pretty pretty long time, actually. But uh, in his final years, he had a bad case of dropsy, where he got his body was swollen with fluids, and it looked oh. really fat because of all the fluids. Oh, that's her. Yeah, he died a very terrible death. Very painful. Lots of pain. I guess, uh, I guess in a way he kind of deserved it. <laughs> For all the, uh, people he killed and kicked out. And Everyone was, against. well, no, he did adopt a Native American as one of his kids. Did <laughs> he steal one of the kids from the Native American? He walked up to a battlefield after killing a bunch of them. <laughs> I think. So he was like Thanos. <laughs> like he was killing like half the population of Native Americans and he found this little boy who's like, don't look at the slaughter. I will be your new papa. I am your father now. I am your father now. I will take you. You are my son now. All of your family is dead. You can't go back. <laughs> Thanos Jackson. Oh, gosh. Um, his name's Lincoya. And here's what happened to Lincoya. Lincoya was brought to Jackson after sur after the surviving women in the village refused to care for him. Oh, 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 oh wow, this got deep. <laughs> he was orphaned during the Battle of Tallusachitse. Tal okay, so who was in charge of this battle? Because it would be really funny if it was him. Uh, uh, yes, Andrew Jackson was in charge of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no. Yeah. So, uh... What a that. controversial figure. Yeah. Uh, I remember just a few years ago when Donald Trump, in one of his random things that he said, they were like, hey, I don't even know how this happened. He said, you know, guys, I really miss Andrew Jackson. <laughs> I think if he had lived a little longer, we could have avoided the whole Civil War. Let me find the direct quote, because I have it in my notes somewhere. Is... It's such a silly quote. Oh, yeah, I've got it right here. Direct quote. Slavery would have lasted so much longer if Andrew Jackson was in charge. Direct quote. I mean, had Andrew Jackson been a little later, he wouldn't have had the Civil War. He was a very tough person. He had a very big heart. He was really angry. He saw what was happening with regard to the Civil War. He said, there's no reason for this. People don't realize, you know, the Civil War. If you think about it, why? People don't ask that question. But why was there a Civil War? Why could that one not have been worked out? <laughs> does, does he know what the Civil War was for? What a stupid thing to say. Uh, for those of you unaware, Andrew Jackson died about 15 years before the Civil War. I wonder what would have happened if he was alive. Well, it. let's look at the history and see what we can tell. At one point, Andrew Jackson put an ad in the paper in 1804 for a runaway slave. In the ad, Jackson offered $50 plus reasonable expenses paid to anyone who could recover his slave. He also promised in the ad $10 extra for every 100 lashes any person would give him to the amount of $300. Uh, so if we transfer this in today's money, uh, $10 is about $240 today, so that's a significant amount Dang, of money. Dang, that is a good amount. Yeah. 
And if you beat someone with a whip 300 times, they're likely going 300 to... 300 times? He said he would pay up to 300 lashes. Good. Yeah. God, that would kill them. Yeah, so doesn't... I don't know. I don't... I'm not super familiar with a lot of the the runaway slave literature of the time, but that is excessive. That's definitely excessive. Yeah. Like, well, uh, any questions for me? Um... No, I don't have anything. I don't, not that I can think of. Yeah. Bacon, right? Bacon. Yeah. Gotta love bacon. That's the real message from today's <laughs> episode. If someone has a name that's funny in any way, make sure they know about it. I just if picture a, this. If it's of a food, give them the same food every day. Walks up to Avery. You know, I really wanted to kill you. I really wanted to. But here's some bacon. Here's some bacon. <laughs> Get it? Because your name's Bacon. Because you like that bacon It was guy. so cheesy. You know how like person. we see like our parents is like really, really cheesy. Yeah. And their grandparents are like super cheesy. So like if you go back far enough, it's just infinite cheese. Everyone's just... The cheesiest person you ever meet. Infinite cheese. Infinite cheese. Well, I think that's the end of the episode. All right. Well, this has been fun. All right. Well, goodbye, listeners. Good night.